since we started this Teak Talk series. What a heck of a journey it's been. I like to think it's worked. I like to think it's given us all a chance to come together, to listen, to learn, to talk, to know we're not alone. It's an amazing industry we're in, with amazing people. I like to thank my guests for trusting me. Big thanks to my team. Thanks to all of you for watching. And what better way to celebrate than by the way we started with the one and only Mitch Shaw. Uh, hi, Mitch Shaw. How are you? Great, Teague. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing super. I'm doing super. great. I like the I like I like the uh, the balloons behind you. This you is, know, you're like you're 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 like uh, my teenage daughter. You know, and uh, when she turned 19, she had the balloons and the whole thing. It's great. <laughs> uh, this is all Sarah and Mary Ashley and the team. And I had to ask. I was like, "Whose birthday is it?" Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "It's yours." Yeah. Like, huh? TikToks yeah. turning one. You've done a great job with this. I know. I've, I've, I know. I've, I've, I've shared that uh, offline with you, and uh, but you're you're totally a natural. And uh, I've I, I since since this all happened randomly, you and I were supposed to just catch up a year ago. Like, hey, let's just you know talk. And the next thing you know, we're we're you know we're on a screen. Um, I think every one of them has just been really great. I know. I know that people have responded extremely well. It's been very helpful. Is people have been cooped up in their houses and trying to figure out, you know, uh, where things are going, having the benefit of those conversations have been really important. So thank you for that. Uh, you're, you're, you're too kind. You are. And that, again, I, one, I love that you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And thank you for being my guinea pig on the first one. Because as you mentioned, we, we didn't know what we were doing. There was no plan. There was no, we were just feeling our way through it. And I think we thought people needed to hear what others were going through. So, of course, I called my good friend Mitt, and I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do, but would you dial in here and talk to me? Yeah, yeah. Next it's thing you good. know, we put it out for the world. So you're welcome. You know, it does, it does um, tell you uh, what's very special about our industry. Um, these personal relationships um, and the ability to have the benefit of, um, of, of people and their perspectives, um, which is why I think your conference is so great. And I'm so excited that uh, we will actually all be together. How many times have we ended, you know, these Zoom calls and said, I can't wait to see you again next time in person. And now, you know, for those of us that have been vaccinated, we're just hugging people, you know, like we're saying, I'm vaccinated, you give a big hug. So I'm looking forward to that in, in a month. I, it's going to be here before we know it. And yeah. I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm boldly double vaxxed as well. And, uh, and Mitt, I'm telling you, we, we were panicked that sort of no one was going to show up and maybe we were crazy and you putting yourself out there. And the response has been incredible. There's a ton of people that are showing up and everyone's ready to get out and let's go. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. And it's, golly, that's exciting for, especially for our industry, which is what we got to do. You know, it's interesting. Um, I've, I think we've, we've all had more conversations about what happens with travel in a vaccinated world. And one of the things that I, I just continue to think about, um, you know, in, in, you know, throughout my career and, and to yours, et cetera, nobody loved getting up at four o'clock in the morning to make a 6 a.m. flight. Right. Like, I mean, let's just let's just call it that. Right. Like, that's not like, oh, man, I can't wait in what you do that. But why did we do that? So whether we're taking our family to Disney, right, and this was like this incredible, valuable experience that we wanted to have, or we were flying somewhere to go have one more meeting or to make a breakfast or to go do something, why? Because it advanced our careers. And, you know, absent human interaction, I don't know how people, you know, um, have the ability to advance their careers. So why are, why are so many coming 
to the Hunter Conference uh, next month. One is we miss each other, right? We want to give, you know, give each other a vaccinated hug. But the second part is it's about like we're, we're now in growth mode. Like what happens next? Um, you know, we've essentially borrowed, you know, 20% of our GDP uh, with all the stimulus and it's about growth, right? That's why Goldman Sachs is coming back to their offices, JP Morgan, heck, even Amazon and Google, because now it's time for growth. And uh, um, so I think it's great. Um, you're going to be you're going to be first in line in terms of the conference circuit. And uh, we're looking forward to that. Uh, you're a true friend and I can't wait. And and sorry, while we're on the conference, you're uh, you're going to have uh, you brush off. I mean, I'm super excited. You got your boys, Vince Carter, Grant Hill. Yeah. You're going to make them both cry? Oh, well, first of all, we're going we're gonna to set up a three-on-three tournament. I've got my team set up, you know, for that, right? Oh. So we'll, 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 we'll kind of – we'll take all comers. You know, no, look, I think one of the, one of the special things, and um, I think about, um, um, you know, my dear friend Arnie and that time that we had there together, um, it uh, – Tony Capuano told me uh, that uh, they had actually taken that video – uh, of, uh, of, of our conversation at the Hunter Conference a few years ago, and they had sent it to all the Marriott Associates around the globe um, because it actually told his story in a way that he never really shared uh, with others. And I think part of the beauty of um, those conversations, you know, uh, with, um, you, know, at, you, know, with uh, you and, and at your conference and at Georgia State, is that it is a conversation about the human spirit, who you are, um, what matters most to you. And uh, I think at this point in time, those are conversations that um, we need to have more of. Uh, so I'm excited about having uh, Grant and Vince. Different stories, different leaders in different areas, um, and, uh, but it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. And again, you're like, you're batting six for six on uh, your guests crying in front of you. So let's see what you can do with these two boys. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it is emotional, right? I mean, cause you know, when you kind of decompress and you talk about the things that are, are valuable um, I think we can all have those conversations, you know, many have, you know, this time that we've spent over the last year reflecting on the things that are the most important in our lives. Um, the people that are the most important in our lives, um, how fragile it could be. Um, it, it gives us, uh, I think, uh, a sense of purpose going forward. And, uh, you know, I think the tears that we have seen from others, you know, is just that reflection, right? You know, outside this pandemic that we've all been through, it's just the reflection of one's life and one's journey. All right, so do that. I'm going to make you reflect. Reflect. Yeah. Go back a year. I mean, again, we're celebrating the year, but go back a year. What do you remember about your emotions and about what you were thinking a year ago? You know, it was one of those things, um, you know, we all, we all do our budgets um, at the end of every year, right? And most of us, we zero base our budget. So even though we know how the day-by-day -day revenue works, et, et cetera, we're always thinking about efficiencies. And I think as we went, went into 2020, what we're concerned about is generally flattish repar growth, right? You know, and, and, and uh, you know, as so we're sitting here at the end of 2019, um, and then how are we going to take costs kind of out of the business? And so there's a like, very forensic focus on this zero-based budgeting. Uh, you know, we've, we've, we've uh, you know, we've, we've been doing this for a long time, you know, both of us and many others in this industry, you know, this is our, you know, this is now our 28th year uh, in business. And we always have these contingency plans. What happens if Revpar drops 5%? 
What happens if it drops, you know, a little bit more than that, right? Because think about it, you know, post the tragedy of 9-11, the recession preceded it, right? It was less than 10%. The GFC was total in, in aggregate 18.6%. And so, you know, you have these contingency plans. But sitting here a year ago, having conversations with our team, at, like at seven days a week, we start, you know, at, 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 at seven o'clock in the morning and, you know, we, and, you know, we go, we have dinner with our families, we get back on these Zoom calls, we all had Zoom accounts, et cetera. Do we keep hotels open or do we shut them down? And, and I just remember thinking, how in the world, have, you know, are, are we in the place that we're at and having to make these incredible decisions that no one had ever contemplated? But I will go back to um, something that, again, you and I talk about quite often. The value of who you surround yourself with, that team, right? Never being the smartest person in the room and having the, the benefit of those conversations, very human, important. There's human um, decisions that went involved with that. There's financial decisions that went involved with that. There's you know, structural, a lot of those things. Um, those were some of the most important days that professionally any of us will, will ever go through. Um, and uh, I, I'm, I'm really proud to have gone through it with my team. I, well, and I think you guys did an amazing job coming through it, and in hindsight. But, but I got to think, even at the time, at some point, maybe not a lot, but a little bit of you had to think, oh, my goodness, am I going to lose the company? Like, things that were unprepared for. Yeah. And it yeah. was so deep and lasted so long. I know you're prepared. I know you have cash. I know you have an amazing team. Yeah. yeah. You know, Teague, um, I think the longer you're in this business, you always make sure that you don't, have, you don't take on consequential risk. Now, so even though we've never been through anything like this, where cities essentially shut down, where travel completely, you know, um, was, was, was stopped, you know, outside of, of the time right after uh, the tragedy of 9-11. Um, and, and so, you know, one of the things that we did uh, as an organization 15 years ago was we said, look, this is the hotel business. And essentially every 10 years, there's going to be some sort of crisis that happens. We don't know what it's going to be, but it's just going to keep following suit, right? And, and sometimes it might be a little shorter, sometimes a little longer. And to be in a situation where you have um, debt that's more than one-to-one -one isn't, isn't, doesn't allow you the ability to ride through that. Having the ability to have short-term debt versus long-term debt doesn't allow you the ability to ride through that not having significant liquidity that you have to be able to tap on. Um, you know, uh, great, you know, so, so great story. So I'm, I'm now having dinners, I'm traveling, et cetera. Uh, Mitch Patel, uh, my, 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 our buddy, you know, uh, 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 drove in from Chattanooga on Monday and just he and I had dinner. I hadn't seen him in a year. I missed the guy, you know, the guy, we're brothers. Right. And, uh, and, and it's the same story. So he's not, you know, he's not in the institutional fund business and he has individual hotels with partners and the like, but the same thought because he's just been around for a while. So I wasn't worried about consequential risk because we had low leverage, we had long duration debt, low cost debt and, and plenty of liquidity. I was simply focused on how do we make sure that we're doing the things 
that nobody knows what the right answer is. I think my, our conversation was, we saw what the public markets were doing. They were basically you know, raising more capital um, you know, through, uh, through you know, credit facilities and the like. Having enough dollars in place, not through the end of 2020, but for multiple years beyond that, because nobody knew what was gonna happen. I did not think in April that we would finish 2020 down more than 50% rev bar. Like how could, how is that possible, right? Because January and February, we were, ahead, we were ahead of plan, right? We were ahead of 19 and we were ahead of our own budgets in January and February. So how is that even at all possible? We're like, okay, we'll start coming back, we'll start coming back. And, and obviously we know the rest of that story. So fortunately, um, we, we, we had a model that, that, that worked. Um, we have enough, um, you know, uh, data and information, I think, to make, you know, uh, constructive decisions going forward. And I think the body of that work helped us to kind of enter into this year, um, recognizing that, hey, we may not pinpoint exactly when people coming back to the office, right? Like September is the new January. Um, and, uh, but it is going to take until the end of 23 for nominal rev part to come back to, to 19 on a macro basis and sometime in 2024 for EBITDA to come back. So we all feel great. We're back, you know, many of us are all vaccinated. We're ready to travel leisures, you know, uh, you know, uh, just off the charts. Um, and, uh, it feels good, right? It feels good, but we still have a long way in which to go. So what does that do? Let's go offense. What does that do for your underwriting and your analysis on acquisitions? Well, I look, it's a couple things. Um, you know, I think we all know that uh, every, uh, you know, institutional investor or perhaps those that, you know, that looked at the chart and they said, uh, you know, uh, lodging does not have a structural problem, right? This is a cyclical uh, situation. Uh, so we're going to raise money for this distress. And in, in, in the GFC, we did not invest as much money as we should have. You could have loaded up the truck and bought anything and done well. Uh, so we're going to go do it. And uh, so there's some of that money that's out there right now that um, is, is, you know, uh, I, I think available uh, to those that uh, are sellers in the market. Now, it's not at 2019 values, right? But it's a slight discount. I think for us, um, you know, we are, we, we have the benefit of having uh, friends in the business. Look, if you just look at the map of, uh, of hotels in the United States, there's 58,000 hotels in the U.S. Of those 58,000, 5,400 are Marriott, Hilton, Hyatt, um, select service hotels in $100 rep bar markets. It's $150 billion of assets. 80% of those are owned by local developer operators. 20% are owned by the institutions, public REITs, Friends of Blackstone, Starwood Capital, and others. Um, and so these developer operators um, that have gotten through, because they're survivors, right? Like, you know, like, you know, we, we gotta grow up like that. Um, so if you paint the picture going forward and you say, all right, in 2018, you build a hotel, $40 million, you got $30 million of debt, $10 million of equity, passed around the hat, friends and family, et cetera. You did a construction, a mini perm loan, recourse, uh, et cetera. You were really on plan in 2019. You're probably generating a seven and a half, eight unlevered yield, uh, generating, you know, mid-teens cash on cash uh, returns. And, you know, you were going to either sell the asset in a couple of years or refinance to the CMBS market. Well, instead, um, last year, you probably broke even at the NOI line. Um, and um, you had to get forbearance, you got PPP loans, you know, maybe, you know, you took all the you know, money out of the FF new reserve account. 
Um, this year, uh, the ramp's gonna be slower. I think for most people, you know, this will feel like it's about 50% of 2019 rev par. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, so NLI, you know, will will still, and EBITDA will still be muted next year, right? Next year, it's like, well, what, what are you talking about? We're in the roaring 20s. This is going to be great, right? Uh, but people don't come back to offices until September, beginning of next year. Um, then, you know, the, the business travel piece is still going to be muted. And the higher RevPAR markets that have the higher ADR, you need that, right? Because that's just going to take a long time in which you come back. So next year, you're probably looking at 75% of the RevPAR you did in 2019. But because rate's not there, it's about 50% of the EBITDA that you did in 2019. And so now you got a construction mini perm loan that is due. You've got half the EBITDA that you had in 2019, um, it's basically a five debt yield probably on, on your debt. And you probably have a little bit of a pip to you as well. So we've been to this movie a couple of times. Those are structural problems um, that will exist. And I think for us, you know, we're, we're, we're focused on um, being partners. You know, we don't have a rescue capital program and there's no MES program. Um, but we, we are, you know, um, we, we, we are, you know, very active in talking with, um, with a number of folks, um, you know, as you know, and, and, you know, we, we, we bought a, a great uh, hotel, Hilton Garden Inn in Jacksonville, Ponte Vedra Beach um, last month. No new supply in that submarket in 20 years. Uh, bought it for a local developer operator, had one hotel, a self-managed. Um, and so, you know, similar situation, right, um, uh, that was undertaking there. So I think, look, everybody wants a crisis to take place. Uh, and if you're going to go through it, you want opportunity on the other side. It doesn't happen that quick. Actually, the, the best years of investing for us after the tragedy of 9-11 were in 2003, 2004. And the best years after the GFC were in 2012 and 2013. Um, because then now you're past the crisis. You get, there's real CapEx due. We can come in, provide that, you know, that new CapEx um, and drive the opportunity that way. So anyway, I think we, I think we, we will all kind of await Look, there's a part of all of us. We're just rooting for, you know, uh, for, for greater momentum than, than the, there exists. I, I just think when you fall over 50%, January, you know, January is down 50%, February is down 50%, March is going to help the numbers um, in terms of, uh, of the trailing 12, but it'll still be 50, trailing 12, April through March. Yeah, I, I think there's a couple different camps. I mean, one, we're seeing the huge energy of, of people to get back. We're seeing the huge dollars coming into the space, as you mentioned. And I do think on the other side is that psychology of the people, of the operators, of the owners and the legacy assets. And boy, this wasn't a whole lot of fun. I mean, it just wasn't. It all lasted a whole lot longer than any of us expected. Yep. We all thought, oh, it'll be over very quickly, no problem. Well, it wasn't. Um, and I think that's gonna have some fundamental changes on how people view the asset class and went from hoarders to let's be more strategic about what we're doing. Yeah, listen, for every, for every um, younger investor, and, and uh, you know, you 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 and I, you're you're not quite my age yet, but you're you're like you know two years behind. Uh, so for for everybody that's twenty years younger than I am, uh, there's those that are twenty years older than I am. Those that are twenty years older than I am are kind of done. They're like, 
<laughs> I've been through enough already. So I think you will see some sort of generational shift take place. Go back to this thesis about needing to have 10 years uh, of time at lower leverage. Now, by the way, it's hard to make the math work if you're looking for, you know, 20 plus IRRs and two times multiples at 50% leverage and longer duration, et cetera. It's hard to make, you know, some of the development dollars work, et cetera, but it's still a great business, right? You can still uh, do, do very, very well. So I, I do believe that there's going to be a paradigm shift in terms of the, um, of, of how people approach um, the business. Um, but I will say the following, you know, uh, in the investment community, we all think about, you know, kind of three buckets, uh, right? There's a thematic bucket, like what's the theme? And so you've seen significant amount of investments in industrial logistics, you know, for, for, for that specific purpose. Um, and, uh, you know, and by the way, the, the boxes show up every day to, you know, everyone's houses, right? Okay, so it makes total sense. But the thematic part of the hotel industry is real, right? So if you have, you know, if you have um, real value that you ascribe, go back to this getting on a 6 a.m. flight, because those experiences with your family on a leisure basis matter to you. And by the way, they matter before the pandemic. They matter even more now because I've got to spend all this time with your family, right? You're going on vacations. You're doing things together, number one. Number two is, is impossible to advance their career without human interaction. Anybody, like it's impossible, right? And technology through every, um, you know, uh, invention that's created, right? We all, used to all go in the office on Saturdays and Sundays. Why? Right? Because one, you had to, because that's the only way that you may connect it. Two is you show up in your blue jeans and a t-shirt and you got to, you know, meet your other colleagues in more of a social setting, right? And, and that was hugely valuable. Well, then when we got the first BlackBerry, you know, we're like, okay, well, we don't need to do that because we can like, you know, respond back. Um, and then the iPhone and then 4G and then 5G and then it was Slack and, and now everybody's connected to the internet. So, so what Zoom, what this has allowed us to do is have significantly more conversations than we ever did because everyone's kind of at home. So what do we do? We met like, you know, like five new people a week yes. that we need to go see. And it's going to be a flywheel. Right. So the first conversation, we can do this and then we got to go see them. And then, you know, and then, you know, for group meetings. And so it will replace some of the things that happen, but it will be a flywheel for that. So from a thematic standpoint, it's, it's pretty, you know, pretty significant. All right. So when you draw 50% RevPAR, what does the growth cater look like? You know, in 21, 22, 23, and 24, it's pretty significant. So if you're totally cater driven, right, that's pretty pretty significant. Like I, I argue what, you know, what kind of, you know, other asset classes that, that are there. And then, you know, uh, everybody's been, everybody's points to Warren Buffett from a value investing, right? Buy something that's cheaper, you know, you know, fix it uh, and then sell it. So now you think about all these hotels that will have that much money invested in CapEx for the next couple of years. There's no money there, right? And just the ability to, you know, to, to have that opportunity to buy, fix and sell. Um, go to the, go to the, I'm thinking, sorry, I'm thinking of the valuations of hotels, which seem to be at a, um, I don't know, 0% discount these days, which is insane until you look at or think about the stock market where we're still running 50% yeah. equities, yet all the public yeah. companies are trading at all time highs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, which is just seems disconnected, but that seems to be where we are. All the capital sitting on the sideline that's flooding in. Sure. Um, so talk, give me your thoughts on that. 
Well, a um, couple things. I think this time last year, we saw the carnage that was taking place in the public markets, right? As a proxy for the private markets. I think we talked specifically about that, right? As, uh, you know, what, what was happening. And uh, you're right. I mean, they've recovered back to 2019 values. Why? Not because the hotels are performing as such, but because the future growth cagers are there. So public investors are now paying up for multi years of growth. And so it's a total growth story. I went back to this thematic growth. That's exactly what it is. And, um, and so, you know, you still have a bunch of REITs with, with hotels closed, et cetera. Um, a lot of hotels in urban markets, um, you know, Summit, uh, you know, a great, you know, select service rate trading is 16 times, 22 EBITDA. Uh, you know, these are the, I mean, these are things that are based on, hey, this is where I want to be because this is where I see the momentum uh, building. Now, most private developers can't go to the public markets and, and go, you know, raise capital in that way. And so um, while people are enthusiastic, this structural problem because, you know, the asset level debt, covenants, you know, everybody got covenant waivers, everybody got forbearance, you know, people got PPP loans. Got, but as you move forward in this bridge back to um, the kind of EBITDA you need, uh, for the debt that you currently have. Let's go back. $236 billion of lodging loans were originated in 2017, 18, and 19. All right. $236 billion. Less than a third of that's in the CMBS market that everybody has, you know, transparency around, you know, uh, relative to the TREP data. But like these loans are all coming due now. And they're coming due against, uh, you know, a financial performance that is a fraction of what it was. And PIPs, and PIPs that are due. So I think, I think, this, is, I think this is the valuation disconnect uh, that is happening right now. So, so who wins? How does that get worked out? I, I agree with your scenario. Well, look, I mean, new capital will come in uh, to take, take owners off of recourse uh, obligations, to put new capital in, to renovate hotels. We've seen this before. Um, and those that have plenty of liquidity will find ways in which to, you know, to, to, you know, uh, to, to move forward, pay down loans um, and, and, and to put new money uh, into, into their assets. So, uh, and quickly talk to me about the capital side, I, whether you guys are fundraising actively or not, you're always yeah. fundraising. I get that. So, Tons, you agree with me? Tons of capital, capital everywhere, capital flowing in. Yeah. People, especially an experienced uh, yeah. uh, investment guy like yourself, they're throw, got to be throwing money at you saying, Mitt, please put this to good work. Yeah, look, I mean, um, you know, uh, Fund for $650 million of equity that we're investing now. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, it, I mean, the capital's, capital is really not a competitive right. advantage, you know, in the space. I think specialty. Um, has always been and remains uh, to be uh, that. So let's go back to this thesis. This will not be load up the truck, go buy hotels, and everyone's a winner, right? Forget about the thesis, post the GFC. There will be winning and losing markets. There's going to be winning and losing street corners and winning and losing segments and winning and losing brands, period. Like that, that is, that, that's how this lineup is going to be. So if you think that you're going to get back to 2023 Rev Par, uh, 2019 Rev Par in 2023, um, it's going to be uneven, right? How do you drive ADR? How, how do you how do you invest in hotels in order to you know drive premiums? So because it's 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 not going to be linear, right? And 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 so this is where the specialty of this business has always been, and it'll matter more uh, than ever before. 
Look, the management equation is also interesting. Um, I, I've spoken to a lot of, you know, our mutual friends that have a dozen hotels, you know, 15 hotels, and they have these great small management companies in a region. They've had a hard time uh, keeping on their talent based on what the revenue um, uh, stream has been. And then you also have a lot of talent leaving the business. So I believe the consolidation in that space will also lead to some consolidation on the real estate side, right? Those that might not have been willing so much to sell assets because they have this management business, find a different path in which, hey, this is what I want to, um, you know, to, to go focus on going forward. Uh, I totally agree. All right, I'm, I'm going to end it because um, you and I could talk forever. We could keep doing this. Uh, you're a true friend. Thank you for coming on. Uh, are we going to be doing this in another year? I think so, you know, because here's what we learned. I, I, I actually think so. Um, by the way, we'll, we'll, we'll be doing this because it, it, it can now be readily available to, and we'll consume this, right? It's like, it's like how we do FaceTime and how we consume data and YouTube and all this stuff. So this is, this is good. And the reason why I think, I hope you keep doing this and, 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 and you know, we'll do this. And it's why I, I, I enjoy the speaker series is that these conversations um, are helpful for me in which to have with you because you get to talk about things. Um, hopefully it's, it's valuable to others, right? And if you can impact just a few people, like I know that, you know, you, you know your conversations, you know, your conversation with Chris Nassetta, you know, who again, you know, dear friend, was really valuable because even though I, I talked to, to, to Chris, you know, all the time, you went a different route on that. And I found that, you know, tremendous value. So I hope you keep doing this. And I believe that we will still all find ways to do this um, because it's, um, it's made us better, I think, human beings in terms of how we value others. Um, and, uh, and I know at least for me, um, it's helped me think about how to be a better leader as well. Uh, you, uh, I appreciate you saying that. I, listen, I'm, I've enjoyed them thoroughly. And I've been shocked at the number of people that say yes when I ask them. Uh, they're start asking me, Hey T, can I join you? And the number of viewers, people keep watching, people keep at, they want more, they want more. And I agree. We're people, people, and we want to be connected. We want to learn from others. Is that a thing? People, people. we want to learn from others. <laughs> Depeche Mode had this song back in the eighties. People are people, right? <laughs> that dates me, I guess. <laughs> we should play that. We'll play that. Play that. Uh, give me, how are Hawks doing? Give me three seconds on our Hawks. They're great, right? I mean, uh, it's nice. It's nice to be winning. They're you know fourth, fourth uh, in fourth place. They got a big game against Milwaukee uh, tonight, and uh, you know they've been hurt. So as they get as they get healthy, um, hopefully they're gonna you know they're they're gonna do really well and and be in the playoffs. And you know, um, and look, I think um, culture, leadership, um, all of those things they they matter everywhere, and that's a team that has learned how to play together share the ball, um, um, be led, um, you know, very well. So it's exciting to watch. Great. I will uh, be at the game. I'll see you tonight. Absolutely. See you tonight. You're a good friend. Good person. And I'll Thanks see you at the conference. Yes, sir. Thanks, you will, man. along with hundreds and hundreds of our friends. So look yeah, forward to it. There are going to be a lot of people there. Yeah. Be yeah. There. Thanks, Thank you. Bye. Take care.